Welcome back to the show. This is the ADF Underground brought to you by All Day Football. What's up, y'all? I am your host, Chris Akami Chows, welcoming you back to another episode. Week 7 is clearly underway, and we got a full plate. But first, I am joined again by the founder of So Jash Picks, EJ. What's up, buddy? How we doing? How we feeling? We're feeling great today. It's Victory Friday. Let's wow. go, Eagles. Look at this guy. He is pumping it up, man. His Eagles pull out the victory. Oh, and that was amazing. What a, what a finish. What a finish. Let's start there, then. I mean, we got a lot to dissect. Actually, let's talk about something before we dive into Thursday Night Football. Let's talk about breaking news. Th- uh, Friday evening breaking news. We have the potential signing. It is basically done from what I'm seeing. Adam Scheffner, Ian Rappaport have broken this. It is Antonio Brown. Now signing a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Essentially, it's going to be, what, two months of football with playoffs on this contract. He is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from what we can, what we can uh, uh, see and decipher. Um, I don't know. I don't like this pick. I don't like it whatsoever. I think it's foolish. Um, Tampa Bay, like you said, you articulated it perfectly. This is not LeBron James and the NBA trying to stack as many superstars as you can on one squad. I mean, to me, the way I look at the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this point is they really str- they don't struggle to find the receivers. They struggle to, uh, to block for Tom Brady. Antonio Brown is not going to come into this team and just magically fix those problems. Yeah, this uh, breaking news. Yeah. Wow. Antonio Brown is in the NFL. Wow. 2020 is a year, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's all I got to say uh, to start that off. Um, but I, I have a, a few, few takes on this. Um, I think it is interesting, uh, to say the least. I understand it from AB's standpoint. Yep. He, he, he's just trying to get in the league. Now he's going to a potential contender. He's got uh, chemistry with Tom Brady. We saw that in the minimal time they showed. So I see it from him, and then I believe he has a house down there. He's been living full time out in uh, in Florida. So yep. it makes sense, like from from that aspect, why he would do it. For them, I get it from where they're coming from. But keep in mind, like I said, from the moment I came on the show, that I wasn't a believer in Tampa Bay. Their defense is to me is carrying them. Ronald Jones is much better than I thought he is, which is making them look a lot better than I think they actually are on offense. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of more proof to what I was saying before, that they are just reaching. This is just another one of those, uh, those dives. They're looking for another play. Let's get somebody here, big name, something flashy, anything to just spark to get this thing going in a direction that they clearly feel they're not comfortable it's going in. And I, like, to me, that just screams desperation. Um, it might work, though. You know, like, if they don't do it, I don't know if their problems were going to get any better. So... I see what you're saying, though, with uh, the actual issues on the O-line and the protection for Brady. This isn't going to help that. But A.B. uncovers quicker than most. So yeah. Yeah. in that sense, and then their, their chemistry, like I said, they already have that. From, from that standpoint, I get it. I personally think there's a whole other side of this that I do like. That it's, I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go there. Cool. I think Russell Wilson should be thankful right now. Yeah, I, I think he, I think I think he should be thankful. He, he may not even know it. I know he's he's such a good guy. He's such a God fearing man. He's such a good dude that he was like, 
on the AB train. Like, I want him. I think he can make a comeback. He was, he was so about it when I was reading it today. He was even talking about, I think this would be a good place for him on and off the field. So he was about changing AB, the 360. Not just, hey, let's get him here, win some games. I want, uh, you know, the big trophy. It was the whole thing. So I, th- I understand that from Russell. But I think he should be happy from the football standpoint. You got a team that was hitting on all cylinders, an offense that's hitting on all cylinders, receivers that are hitting all cylinders. Don't sleep on more. Every time Moore needs to make a play, he makes it. If, if you haven't noticed, you haven't been watching football. The guy doesn't get a lot of chances, but when he gets a chance to make a play, that guy makes the play. So when you got Lockett and, and DK, ah, let's not mess that up, you know? I think they should be happy. Seattle keep rolling. AB, you're back in the, you're back in the league. Let's see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, so I don't disagree with any, any, any part of that really other than – so. I, how do I say this? Okay, so I was I was scrolling Twitter. I was I was rolling around on the on the Twitter sphere, and some people started attacking me because I put it out there saying that this was a bad move. I'm saying that there's only one ball to go around, and this isn't the NBA. Yes. And you cannot score a hundred points in NFL football. So I was getting attacked a little bit. I mean, it was polite attacking, but they were like, you know, how how do you see this as a bad move? This this opens up uh, Ronald Jones. There's no stacked boxes. Um, first of all, to that point, Ronald Jones just got his third straight hundred yard game. So I don't think he's seeing many stack boxes in the first place anymore. They're already covered in that department. Um, when it comes to the football, he says, one of the guys said, doesn't basketball have just one ball? And I said, again, to my point, they don't score a hundred points a game. They're already having trouble feeding and, 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 uh, uh, supporting Mike Evans. I mean, he's basically the goal line guy. You're seeing him catch two for 30 and two touchdowns a game now. Like, so this goes to my point from the first show that we both did. I think it was week two. It was, it was me saying Tampa Bay really needs, and this was when Godwin got hurt. Tampa Bay really needs to focus on one or two individuals on the offense. And that's what will get them through weekly. Now you scheme it up differently week to week. So one week, Mike Evans eats one week, Godwin eats. And like we saw last week, Rojo ate and Gronk ate. I mean, that was the first time that we saw Gronk do anything. So this to me, is a very peculiar signing, especially when you have that rook, Tyler Johnson. He's starting to come into form. He's starting to come in, out of his shell. You had weapons. This doesn't do anything for me for this offense because, like I said, you, it, you're not pulling coverage from anybody else. You couldn't cover these guys anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it, are we getting – the other question I have is, are we getting A-B from even three years ago? I mean, what, what kind of A-B are we getting here? Honestly, I think we're getting the A-B that we saw – in uh, in New England there, that little brief stint, okay. which I do think is going to be an A-B that can produce. But um, to, to just rewind to, to what you're saying, some of the people that were attacking, I wonder what they are hoping to see out of this. Mm-hmm. Fantasy stats? Because you might get that. But you're right? done. How, how can and you spread this ball around with all the fantasy players now? No, but you, you might get – Fantasy stats from a little bit of a bump from Brady. You might sure. get an uptick from the, the offense in total. You might get an uptick for AB, obviously. He might be a good play now. He's got that offense to go into. But from a football standpoint, like an offensive standpoint, uh, wins and losses standpoint, uh, championship, um, development, character, all those, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like you're saying, Tyler Johnson is sending. I don't see how this helps him. No, you doesn't. can't tell me that this helps him in terms of, okay, he doesn't get the playing time, but he gets to learn from AB. Learn what? 
<laughs> from what we have to show in the past, right. it's, it's, it's not a good track record. So it's a tough one. Um, but I get why Tampa Bay would do it because, like I said, I thought they were desperate before. To me, this just proves another point of their desperation. And they're going to keep going down this road. They're going to keep throwing darts until they find something. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss because it's not that I hate the move. I mean, you're adding a player of his caliber. If he is the same AB, then you're adding a player of high caliber to a roster already stacked with, with lots of weapons. Fine. You know, uh, the more the merrier. Fine. Bring him on over. But it's just so unnecessary is, is kind of where I'm going with this. It's like, and if, if people are thinking that, okay, now magically Antonio Brown with all his issues, fine. Let's even take the off-field crap out of it, period. I mean, let's say he's a stand-up guy again, full teammate, nothing goes wrong. Fine, great. I mean, He plays he, all the games. He plays all the games. he plays all the games. Okay. Yeah, every, everything comes back to what we used to know of AB before all that crap went down. Then, okay, like fine. Does he automatically go to your number one wide receiver now? Like, is, is this what we're doing? Like, so I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see. I think uh, a lot yeah. of it will be told. I mean, I've heard the NFL even might suspend them even further after eight games for whatever. So we, this is all hearsay right now until we actually see it on the field. But before we dive into Thursday again, I mean, we're taking up lots of time on this, but who cares? Des Maybe. Bryant. Des, Des Bryant signs as well. So we got some old but good receivers coming back. He's been trying to claw back into this league for a while. And, and one thing that I kept thinking about, so he signs with the Baltimore Ravens. For those who don't know, he's on the practice squad. And he, uh, I think the contract is on basis of him passing his physical, which he should. Um, I don't think uh, – I've seen his videos. He, he looks like he's in prime shape. So, um, but my thing is, is why the hell has, a, has Des Bryant been out of this league so long? He didn't do anything really other than some little tiny locker room flare-ups with the Cowboys. I mean, it wasn't that substantial for him to be out of the league for this long. Like, what was it, man? Okay, aside from his injury in New Orleans, right? But what was it that basically shied teams away? What are you seeing? Um, I think he's just not as good as the name. You think, eh? The, the, play, the play I, dropped off that much, huh? I believe that the play dropped off. Um, his. I don't believe that his plate were Required a significant drop off for him to, to fall into that category where there's so many young receivers up and coming, and 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 this kind of might play into AB's hand actually because it just shows you how great he, he is. Not to stay on that topic too long, but that he can be out of the league, but his talent level is so high that he's still going to be one of the top 15 receivers potentially in the league the day he steps on the field. Whereas Dez, that we know that's not going to happen. You're, you're, you don't you're think shoot, so. A top 15 receiver? Absolutely not. He, he, he's, he's not going anywhere near there, I believe. He had a hard time separating in the, in the last couple of years of his um, – while he was playing actively. Mm-hmm. He had a hard time finding separation against DBs, against man coverage. He was having – like Tony Romo was looking elsewhere constantly. Yeah, I didn't think enough. Dez was, was producing at that level as he faded out, and then he had the other issues. So coming back from some injuries and then having those things, I think it's more of a name – Baltimore, they've, they've been in the hunt. They've needed some receivers. We, we've seen that. They've been desperate for some receivers. So it's not a bad play for them at all. I like it. Uh, I think he's going to be a deadly red zone threat. Right now they just have the run game, and if that doesn't work, it's Mark Andrews yep. or they're kind of struggling there, right? So it's not a bad play. He's probably still at one of those top flight players in the red zone. That's where he was always a beast. I wouldn't want to guard him one-on-one in the red zone. I still think that's where he can eat. So it's a good play for them in that sense. And 
he doesn't come with a lot of baggage. And I think he's flying under the radar, mm-hmm. which is great for him. He doesn't have to have a lot of media pressure or anything, expectations. Oh, yeah, it's Baltimore. Up to X. Yeah, it's quiet, you know. Yeah. He can come in, and then after he catches one, two, three touchdowns, people are like, oh, Dez is back, you know? <laughs> so it could play into his hand. I don't Growing mind up the I, I'll be cheering for him. As much as I'm trying – it may have sounded negative in the, you know, in the interpretation of how he's playing. I was just trying to be the facts, giving yep. you guys the facts. Yep. I, I do cheer for Dez. As an Eagles fan, I hated playing against him. Uh, I'm glad that he's not going back to the Cowboys, and I think he wants to stick at the Cowboys one way or another. So mm-hmm. I do want to see him play and, and play well. So catch a couple touchdowns, I'll be throwing up the X with him. There you go. I'm with that too because I, I like Des. I always like Des. Um, he was he was one of these guys that even if the attitude was there, you 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 tended to look away because it was harmless attitude. It was more the complaining, the diva type. It, it, he wasn't a locker room separator. Like I didn't see Des like that at all personally. I mean, I wasn't in the locker room, but I mean, I didn't see him like that at right. all. Um, right. What I want to see from this uh, this Baltimore signing. So when he gets on this lineup. I think this does wonders for this, for this offense. I really do. I, I think that it, now you have the compliment that you absolutely require for Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, they're trying to – and I think this is, this is part of the problem in Baltimore. You're trying to make this club something that they aren't built to be yet. And, excuse me, part of that is, is trying to make Hollywood Brown this, this fully credible route tree wide receiver – like, I'm not saying he can't run the routes, but that's just not his game. He's a slender guy. He's a speed guy. Use him the way he's supposed to be used, right? And then when you bring Dez into, the, into this lineup, I even want to see Devin Duvernay kicked in the slot. If you have the three of those guys on this roster, I mean, everything can work beautifully. And now I'm not even talking about Mark Andrews and the run game. So yeah. this, this, to yeah. me, is, is, a, is music to my ears, and this is everything that the Ravens wanted to do. On top of the Ravens, they just traded for, uh, uh, what's his name, Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Big, big um, pickup, man. He was playing pickup. good for Minnesota. He was he playing was... good last year for Jacksonville. I mean, exactly. th- this is a huge deal for this Ravens D-line. I mean, Calais already there. You have uh, that, that linebacker, Patrick uh, Queen. He's playing Queen, lights out. The rookie Queen. Yeah, flying all over the field. Everywhere. So this just makes the rich get richer on defense, absolutely. I mean, fantasy football, these guys are giving me 15 points weekly. I mean, now you wow. add Ngakwe. I'm, I'm smiling. I, I like yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Des. Well, yeah, Des, let's go, man. Des to Baltimore. I'll be cheering for it, too. Let's go to Thursday. Let's talk about your boys. Let's talk about your Eagles, buddy. They, I saw a very interesting stat. The Giants had a 93 or something. It was like 92, 93%, or maybe even higher. Yeah, 96.7% chance of winning that game when they were up 21 to 10. Ooh, your Eagles. Six, six minutes left, 96. Yeah, man. Who's your, making those probabilities? Your Eagles, I, I think I did. I'm just going to take credit for it. <laughs> your Eagles managed to beat a team with like less than 4% odds. Break it down. Tell me what happened. <sighs> you know, that was, that was the plan. You know, if, you, if you're from Philly, <laughs> if you've been watching the Eagles, if you know us, and if you're from New York and you're a Giants fan, you also know that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, so that's the plan. You know, it, it, everything happened according to plan. But if you have to go through the steps, and I'll, I'll break through the motions here now. From, uh, from an Eagles standpoint, I thought we came out just exactly how I expected us. Up-tempo, quick play calls, hit the line. Carson's using the, the return of John, uh, Deshaun Jackson sorry, to our advantage. And, and, you know, take a second here. Deshaun's return was just 
was just beautiful. When yep. used, it's amazing. You know what it told me for a second there? I, I, I've been watching football a long time, but this mm-hmm. was the confirmation of all confirmations. Receivers get respect. Your name gets respect. Deshaun didn't go out and actually have to prove that he was ready to play necessarily or that he could beat Bradbury one-on-one. True. Bradbury literally was like, shit, Deshaun's in front of me. I'm backing up. You saw it from the first mm-hmm. three snaps. He didn't even think of challenging him. You just that's, get that respect. That's a and great I, point because and I, I didn't even realize that Bradbury was going to be on him right away, and he was right from the first snap. Just from the jump. And, and we've been talking about Bradbury's game. He's been killing it. So this is a top-flight corner that said, oh, my God, Deshaun Jackson's across from me. I better respect this man and give him that cushion I need to give him, which changes the entire flow for Wentz, which makes Wentz look like the quarterback we wanted. Mm-hmm. And you saw it right from the start, the first drive, boom, 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 up the, up the field, touchdown, Eagles up 7 nothing. Love, lovely, everything's beautiful in Philadelphia. You know, everyone's smiling. Then we get off the field right away again on defense. Now we're up 10 nothing. Things are great. And then from there, I'm not sure. It was back to Doug trying to be cute with the Jalen Hurts calls that everyone can see coming, getting Hurts blown up. It was back to Wentz missing guys in the flat. He had, he had Huntley, who, who I must say was running great. Very in his good. opportunity, he was running I great. I don't know why they weren't using him more. They had Jason Huntley in the flat, and there's Wentz with his inaccuracy again on, on simple plays. and it, Small things like that happen, and they happen, I know, to everybody, but for the Eagles, it feels like they happen every week at the same times, and they happen consecutively. And they, they go into these lulls of two to three quarters of zero uh, production. And you saw it again there. Credit to the Giants. Their defense is great. Uh, I've been saying it all year. They, they haven't been talked about enough. The two players that we've talked about, Martinez and Bradbury, leading them. I think as a unit, they're all playing well together. Um, if, you, if you sleep on them, you'll get caught. If you think you can go in there with a half game plan, they'll beat you up. I think they're definitely a strong defense you got a game plan for and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and credit to them, once we went into the half after a, a really poor kick by our, our kicker there, which I, I'm worried about him. I'm really starting to worry about him, I'll be honest. Nope. Um, the misses of 50 yards, 54 yards, 55 before, they were like, Ugh, I wish you'd make them, but that happens. Now, yeah, this yeah. miss is like, ooh, do we have a problem? So, Elliot, we're, we're checking on you. I, I, I do love you. I'm, you're a young kid. I think you could turn this around, but we are starting to really worry here. But, yeah, going into the half, I'm going to say this. The Giants came out with a beautiful game plan, a beautiful play call. It turned into the laugh of, of the day. <laughs> but that play call, to yeah, me, if you, if you watch the game and you watched how many times – they handed that ball off and how the Eagles would just run everybody there. And there was nobody playing that backside help. I, I, re, uh, I re-ran that play and, and noticed how they actually had shifted Ingram to the outside now. Mm-hmm. So you have an oversized blocker playing with Darby. So you got a guy that can't even see where the ball is. Who, and that's actually what happened. Darby didn't even know the ball was coming. Mm-hmm. For like 10 yards, he didn't realize that the ball was coming because he had big Ingram blocking him. The entire offense is on the left. One guy to beat was, I think it was Brandon Graham. He went for the run just like he'd been doing all half. Great play call. I got to give it up to them. Go on. Out the gate, there's Daniel Jones for 80 yards. Should have been, what, what should have been 98 or something like that? Something 97? Like that. Yep. Something like that. It should have been. It would have <laughs> been fell. a 90. Yeah, it yeah, should have been. been in the 90s, at least. The turf got him. Uh, turf you. monster. <laughs> the turf monster showed himself. Getting quiet. Yeah. You know, not to, not to take too much time on this, but, yeah, the, I thought the Giants had some key – Play calls, key moments. Golden Tate's touchdown in the first half. Great play, great catch, great run after. 
But overall, I thought the Eagles actually dominated three quarters or sorry, two quarters of this game. The third quarter, I give back to the Giants. The fourth quarter was mixed for the first half. Mm. Then we exploded in the, in the second half, which helped us win the game. But uh, for the first two quarters, to only be up 10-7, and, and if you looked at the first downs, I think we were out gaining them 2-1, to one, the yardage, time of possession 2-1. to one. It, was a, it was what you expected except for the final results. So there's something to look forward to for Eagles fans if they can clean that up. We got, I know we keep saying that, but just clean that up and we mm-hmm. could actually put something together where we, we can trust what this team is doing. Mm-hmm. So winning mean, is a win, though. It's a win. It's it's a win. And I mean, okay, we clown Daniel Jones because the turf monster got him, unfortunately. But I mean, okay. Aside from that, what I took from this game is I saw Carson Wentz. I saw Carson Wentz do things that he should not be doing. I I don't mind Carson Wentz. Okay, I'm I'm not a fan per se, but I don't mind Carson Wentz. I think he's a very good quarterback in this league. He can do a lot of wonderful things. But he's trying too hard. Like, like he feels like because this offensive line can't block for him, he feels as though he's got to do more than what is, is necessary. Like, just take what the defense has given you. I liked what I saw from Fulgham. He looked very good. I mean, uh, the Deshaun Jackson thing really pissed me off. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a D-Jax yeah, guy as too. well. I mean, he, he's on the punt return. I get it. Coach Pedersen wants to, wants to kick up the, the intensity, and you're, you're on your way back. And he was already down, and the second guy comes in, hits him, twists him up, and his leg gets caught under him. It's a high ankle sprain. Uh, potentially could get surgery is what I saw today. So that's just crap, and I don't like it. I think it's awful. Um, but regardless for the Giants, I mean, they gave this one away, in my opinion. It was in their, in their grasp. I mean, they, they could taste the win. And, and, again, play calling comes into fruition, and, and that's uh, Coach Garrett. Again, another subpar play caller, in my opinion, that uh, uh, just doesn't understand clock management. And Gallman was running great in that fourth quarter. Gallman looked like the old well, Clemson Gallman. Like, he was looking good. And, and you stop going away from it, and then that's what happens. So, your Eagles get the win, man. I mean, The Ingham drop. The Ingham drop helped us. Oh, that's right. Down. I forgot that about big. the one. And, that was and, a big so, one. So, that's a big one as well. We're going to talk about Ingram. I, nobody can tell me any different anymore. Talent out the wazoo, no question, but he is a bust when it comes to being what everyone believed he was going to be. Nobody can tell me different anymore. I, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Ingram. Fantasy football-wise, everything. <laughs> Just can't produce. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Let's move on. Sunday, we got a full slate of contests. We'll start with the first one, and it is Detroit going to Atlanta facing the Falcons. Minus two right now for the Atlanta Falcons. We're back to this conundrum of trying to pick these Falcons with a spread that is favoring them. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. I think I went against it. I'm going with the Detroit Lions simply because I'm going to take a victory lap because I called uh deandre swift last week and he showed out man he showed well we will give you that one that one was impressive yeah, DeAndre you... swift with the yeah. big game what do you have a buck 27 and two touches oh it's, it's a thing of beauty i was i was smiling all day long it's not even my team i was like oh this is a good call but i mean it was there so here's the trend that i want to see i want to see are they going to start moving away from adrian peterson and start giving the carries to Swift. I mean, AP can still have his role. I mean, he still scored a touchdown against the Jags. I can see him doing that again. But then the, the fact that I loved on this offense was that they were splitting the carries and then they were splitting the goal line work. I loved it. I mean, the fact that Swift was able to do it, and I said this in my scouting report, I believe he is the full three down back. The only thing that's missing from his game is that breakaway speed. And we saw it versus the Jaguars. He got caught from behind when he broke out for that big run. 
That's the only thing legit missing from this man's game. Um, but when it comes to the Falcons, I mean, they look good. They looked really good under Raheem Morris. I mean, uh, I think I undervalued that and undersold that is that when normally when you see a changeover uh, at the coaching position midseason, they tend to ramp up their level of play, especially with an offense that is this good. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I, I could potentially see a shootout forthcoming here. Uh, Matthew Stafford is obviously inept to do it. Uh, Kenny Galladay is my man this week. I am starting him everywhere I have him. I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Swift, I'm still on the train, but not as confident as I was last week. I, I hope he can still do it. What are you seeing in this contest? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm seeing a, a, big, a big shootout here. I'm seeing two teams that are, are still vying for a win here. I think Detroit is still in that hunt. They're looking to, to solidify themselves. Atlanta has too many vets, too many, too much heart to give up on the season or to give up on where they're at. Matt Ryan is still playing. I know everyone's talking about sell, sell, sell in Atlanta. There's a fire sale going on in the media and social media, and there's a fire sale going on in all kinds of fantasy leagues too. I've been a part mm-hmm. of it too. I've had some of my Julio shares I'm, here I'm, and there. I'm, I shame you. You you sold yes. Julio. I shame there's you. There's been there's been a lot of sale going on in a lot of things, but. From a football standpoint, I do think that that team is still fighting. I think they still have a belief that they can turn something around. they got a lot of talent in there, especially on offense. Uh, You should arguably have the one, two best receiving core in the league. DK and and Tyler are making an argument for that. But coming into the league, if you told me it wasn't Julio and and Calvin Ridley, I'd say you didn't really know anything about football. When they're healthy, those two are monsters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think we're going to have a beautiful shootout here, which I'm hopeful for. Um, just get some enjoyable football there. I'm sure everybody's playing a lot of these uh, receivers on both teams. The quarterbacks even potentially on both teams are good viable streamers to go with. So I, I, I'm seeing that. I, I think it's interesting that you're a little bit down on Swift because I'm right where I was last week when you, when you called him. Not necessarily for the running game. Atlanta's run defense is much better than people think, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to get some receptions. I think they're going to clog the door early on Adrian. I think stubborn, stubborn uh, Patricia is going to start the game with Adrian playing again. But against this Atlanta front, they're going to say, hey, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back here, not that strong. Yep. And, and, you know, you know when, when Stafford gets feeling it, he can play like the best. He just needs to get that, that feeling going, and Stafford can start going. And if he has a quarterback on the other side that's going back at him, that usually gets Matt going even more. Yeah, he, so plays, up see- to, he plays up to his competition. Exactly. That's what I've noticed with his career as well. So I can see him getting the game going, and, and that plays into, into our guy Swift into him getting some catches, which he's good out of the backfield. I could see that. Uh, last week, I think, what's his name, was having a little bit of trouble in coverage. Not, sorry, it wasn't last week, but Dion was having some trouble in coverage, I recall. Um, it could have been against Tunyon. One of those mm-hmm. games, somebody was beating up on Dion Jones. Yeah, his that was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, yeah. yeah he yeah. wasn't having the coverage that you expected from him, so you never know. This could be another game where Swift has uh, another breakout just in a different way, and he's mm-hmm. supposed to be a pretty good receiving back, so I, I'm yeah, not he's good. I don't know. Yeah. He's, so, good the, uh, he's good in the receiving game. I'm just a little bit worried that they might go, and it is Patricia. He's, he's the New England disciple, and, and what, what is Bill Belichick known for is, is mixing up his running backs week to week. So that's the only reason why I'm kind of a little bit lower on it. Um, I still think if, if they give Swift the, the, the keys to the car, I think he'll drive it right through the end zone, man. I really uh, do. I think next week we'll be, we'll, be, uh, we'll be talking about Swift having another I, I, I certainly hope so. I but I did call so. Atlanta. I did call Atlanta to, to win this. I think it's going to be a field goal game whichever yeah. way it goes, though. Yeah. I agree. It, it, what is it? What I say? 2.5. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be a field goal, I think, to end it as well. 
Next game is Cleveland traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. We got word today that Joe Mixon is not going to suit up in this match. He has an injured foot. Now we got Giovanni Bernard taking the reins. That hurts him. I mean, I didn't like to see that because I really think that the Bengals at home had an opportunity here to actually steal one. I really did. Um, the way Baker's been playing, he's got these, those injured hips or uh, the ribs, excuse me. He's got the, the, the ribs. And still no Nick Chubb. I mean, that's, that's still a problem. Kareem Hunt looked a little worse for wear last week, but he was facing a heavy run D. The past game, they can't get anybody open. I mean, Odell's not not getting open, or he is getting open. Baker can't find him. You got Jarvis Landry. He's saying you know, he's playing injured. I don't know. I don't like it whatsoever. Uh, Austin Hooper now is out because of appendicitis. Uh, we got a lot of bodies missing, man. So I think, you know, this is an opportunity even still without mixing. Gio has proven in the past that he can be a decent filler when he needs to be. And then it looks like Joe Burrow has got more than enough confidence with, he got it back with AJ green. He's got it with T Higgins. So, I mean, they, I, I don't know. I can see an upset here. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. We, we both, I believe called the upset here. Um, we, we both took the, uh, the bangles on the spread. That was before Joe went out. Um, that does, that does hurt our shares a little bit. Joe was, you know, he, he's a viable guy, but for one game, if you just want one game, Gio can give it to you. Mm-hmm. Gio, like, healthy Gio, he's not – no injuries, nothing I've heard, no concussions, nothing yeah, wrong with good. Gio. Even Body's feeling mustache. good. There you go. Gio can give you that game. <laughs> and against a rival like this, you know, Battle of Ohio, I'm riding with it. I, I'm still okay with the pick. That uh, I'm not worried about mixing being out. It does, it does uh, hurt a little bit the goal line running and stuff of that nature. But overall, I think it just makes them a little bit more hungry. Now they're going to be maybe a little bit more throw, a little more aggressive with that. And let's do it. You know, Miles is coming. You're going to have to be ready for Miles yeah. Garrett. He's been an absolute tear. Like I said before, he's on an MVP-type tour right now. You got to slow him down. You got to worry about him. But, oh, the rest of that team is in trouble. Yeah, they're in trouble. And that was before Austin Hooper's appendicitis that we just – that just popped up out of nowhere. I didn't even know. I thought he was a viable fantasy player this week. Mm-hmm. And boom. But, yeah, no. Uh, Jarvis Landry, hell of a tough guy. Hell of a guy. Yep. He's playing like I don't think many guys would right now. Recovered um, hip, ribs. Like this guy's oh, just Oh, man. Beaten. You could just see it. He crawled off the field. You yep. could just see it. And then to understand that it's a broken rib and he's crawling, you can barely breathe then. You understand what that feels like. Tough guy, but yeah, how much can you get from that, right? And Odell, that guy, if, it, if it's going great, best player on the field. When it's going bad, checks out. Mm-hmm. Checks right out. You won't even see nothing from him, so I'm not going to bet on that. And then, like you were saying here with Baker and his uh, his hips don't lie. <clears throat> Sorry, I mean his ribs don't lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Baker, nah. Baker, you're. I, I give you the props for playing through this. Said mama, mama didn't raise no wuss. You're ready yeah. to play. You're not. You can't be stopped. I, I I like the toughness. I like what you're telling the media, but the game doesn't translate after that, man. You're not showing it on the field, which is the most important. I like that you want to, and I like that you got the fight, but you got to produce it. And I didn't see it after. I haven't seen it since you, since you got that hit, actually. And since you showed the, the effects of the hit, he hasn't been the same quarterback. He was firing with accuracy and power for three, four weeks straight. When they had the run game hitting, Baker mm-hmm. was hitting. And his, his ball had zip. I was amazed. I, I thought he had one of the hardest balls in the game for the first four weeks. He was hitting guys on point. And you could just tell after that, I don't know if you could play with it. Not effectively. Yeah. So you got to me, you got to go Joey B. Joey, he's been showing every week he's ascending. Him and Tyler Boyd got a connection. Him and T. Higgins got a connection. A.J. Green. He's connecting. I think, 
I think he showed his hand now. AJ's got to play it. harder. To me, he's gotta, he, he showed that, okay, they got some. I got to play harder. And he's showing it. He's going to play harder. I'm going Bengals. I think they can actually win the game. I'm picking them for the upset as well. Yeah, I like it. Um, AJ, to me, he looked head and shoulders better last week than, than what he had. Perhaps it was, you know, coming back into the league after the injuries, playing with a little bit of uh, fear, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It was just something about AJ in the first couple of weeks that just didn't look like him. It, it, it definitely was not him. But, I mean, from what I saw last week, I like it. I mean, and, and the way Joe distributes the ball, you literally will struggle to find – coverage that's going to be able to support covering all of them the only issue this uh Bengals offense currently has is the offensive line so joe is still somewhat running for his life especially when you got a good rusher and you like you said garrett's going to be coming with the his ears pinned back so i mean i'm a little fearful for that we could see some mistakes come and and perhaps the run game uh through cream hunt does uh find yeah. it find it we got we got to touch on cream cream is still a beast and he's yeah. going to be a problem yeah, he'll be a problem. I, I think. I think, especially against this defensive front of of the Bengals, I'm not sure if DJ Reader is playing in this game. That might actually change my opinion. Um, I know he was he was dealing with injuries as well. So, uh, but I'm still sticking with it. I'm confident. I think Joe Burrow is gonna. He's that good that he can he can put up. Look what he did to the Colts uh, defense. That's arguably top five in the league right now. So I'm I'm sticking with Joe and I'm I'm comfortable with it. Next game I have is the Carolina Panthers taking travel to the. New Orleans Saints. I am a little bit upset about this one. Um, they're coming off the bye. We talked about this via text. Uh, Michael Thomas, public enemy number one in fantasy football, man. What are you doing to us? Killing us. Just killing us. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm so first round pick, top five in PPR, some leagues, top 12 in standard killing us killing me just killing us so it went so, from a high ankle yeah. to a suspension to a hammy to a hammy now it's just unknown unknown I'm, I'm gonna start calling this boy ab 2.0 in a second because he's starting <laughs> to frustrate me but i mean real talk i mean they're coming off the bye i was excited seven and a half is the spread before the michael thomas injury it shouldn't move too much into sunday but i mean so <sighs> We did hear Emmanuel Sanders also. He's on the COVID list, so now he won't be playing. So now for me, this, this completely elevates Traquan. This uh, jumps up uh, Jared Cook massively. I think you actually see a lot more running with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. I think he gets a bigger role as well. Drew Brees is going to struggle again. I just I, I feel it. I, even coming off the bye, even with more prep and work, I just feel that he's going to struggle because his main guy isn't there anymore. And We've seen it. He started to get a little bit of chemistry with Emmanuel last week or the two weeks ago. That was looking great. But I think that you're going to ride the Alvin Kamara show. The, the train is going to ride. When it comes to Carolina, I don't know. I'm a little bit still skittish. Um, this is the Carolina that we saw last week was that Carolina team that I was kind of, you know, uneven about. Um, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're playing good. But the – I think the games with the, with the tougher teams, they're going to pose a problem for this club, especially when you take away Robbie Anderson in the deep pass, and that's kind of what the Bears did. Anderson was basically taken out at times. I mean, I know his stats were decent, but you can see the flow of the game just wasn't there the way that we have seen it when they do explode. And, and then the defense, I mean, they're, they're trying. They're, they're battling. And against the, the Saints with a lesser Saints team, I think Alvin still eats here. I think he does very well in this contest. Um, um, 
but I don't know. Revenge game is the only thing I'm thinking. That's kind of where I was thinking. Actually, that's where my head was going. Revenge game for Teddy. That's the only thing that was kind of like, do I take this spread? But I think now I could, I, I definitely got to update that. Updates coming on the website. Yeah. Um, so going in, honestly, I was a little bit, this was the one I was having the hardest time just settling on my pick. I had picked the Saints right away. Uh, and I think you influenced that a lot. I won't lie. Your Saints uh, confidence had a lot to do with my influence. But uh, I was always like, I'm not sure, just because I do believe in Teddy. Uh, I did even pick him last week, and, and he faltered, and it didn't look good, but I, I underestimated Chicago's defense. I went back and watched the tape. I went back and watched the previous weeks of Chicago's defense, and that's a very good defense. That offense is epically horrendous. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too into that because we're on a different game, but yeah. that is a very good defense. That speaks to what hurt Teddy a bit. Um, I think he can bounce back. Uh, it's a revenge game on top of that. He, I think he wants to bounce back from bad performance. He wants to bounce back um, because of the revenge game. And, and just going into this healthy with the, the receivers that he has that are healthy, Mike Davis is playing great still. That defense, like we talked about before, is playing beyond what we thought those rookies corners they're they're playing above what i had expected of them in the first year here this to me this just feels like it it, it it's going in carolina's way and now with michael thomas not playing like you said emmanuel sanders that was a shock to me i didn't even know that was uh was in in the making until mm-hmm. it happened both of them ruled out man drew in fantasy is a must sit put him on your bench you do not play drew Brees in this game nope. even if the saints find the right game plan it does not revolve around drew Brees throwing that ball 30 times you're going to see a whole lot of Kamara and Latavius Murray. I would say Latavius Murray has been elevated to RB2 status. He's not even a flex play to me now. He's an RB2 status. I think Sean Payton's game plan is going to be to run this rock. They ran it well, and that is where this other team struggles. Carolina has struggled all year to stop the run. Mm-hmm. So I can see the Saints just running both those running backs down their throats and uh, trying to kill the clock here, playing ball control and keeping their, their defense fresh and making life a little more tough for on Teddy. But, uh, yeah, for overall sake here, I'm, I'm going with Carolina. I, I got to oh, change you're my take, pick. you're taking the upset. I got to take my alert, take the switch that up. I, I was going with the Saints. You had me on that. But with the two guys out, yeah. I just don't think they can hold them off. And, and I'm picking Teddy for the upset here. I got you. I got you. I think for the spread-wise, I'll, I'll probably change mine as well. Um, seven and a half, eight points is, is, is a tough task. Um, so, I mean, do I still think the Saints can win this game? I definitely do. I think that defense is still very good, very strong. They haven't been playing as good, but I definitely think that they can muster the win, whether it be one, two, or three points. Next game I have is the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia, my Bills in the house. This is a big one for Buffalo, and I know it's against the New York Jets, but hear me out. This is massive. You went on national TV twice, two weeks in a row. You got dismantled first by the Tennessee Titans and you literally it was like you're I don't even want to say your soul got ripped out but that's pretty much what happened Josh Normans might have yeah it's it's in that same realm of feeling you know you got killed twice two weeks in a row but by different players CEH stole the show he was running free Andy Reid proved that he is okay to make adjustments we haven't seen this type of Andy Reid in the past that means growth in my opinion and for a head coach who's that intelligent that is phenomenal growth for this team so they ran down the Bills throat Buffalo really could not do anything in the sloppy rain 
Versus the Jets, I want to see the tune-up. This is exactly what I want to see. I want to see Buffalo get back on track. They're going to be without Josh Norman. I saw John Brown is not going to be in this game either. Um, Trey White, I heard, is a questionable. So, I mean, we have injuries. We got injuries. This is a problem. But I do want to see them clean it up. I think that Josh Allen really needs to lean on this receiving core. Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis need to have bigger roles. They have to utilize the run game. uh, Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, has gone completely away from the screen game, which makes me angry because it was working (laughs) so well. You know, give Singletary that opportunity. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's he's very shifty. He's mobile. Like, just get him out in, in space and let him make a play. This is what made him so successful when the screens were working. Um, do I believe that the Bills will lose this game? No. I think the spread is coming down a little bit. When we took it, it was at 13. Um, but, you know, I, I still think the Bills can cover two touchdowns in this game, but they really need to have the dedication to it. They got to follow the process. I want to see massive improvement from the defense because, I mean, Sam Darnold is coming back with that injured shoulder. You have Frank Gore as your top running back. And, and if you can't stop this, um, then, then I'm going uh, to be lights out on this show next week, uh, just blaspheming my team. Yeah, no, uh, I'm with you. I got the Bills. I, I got them covering. Um, their run D scare me, though. So I hope that early in this game, that gets right. That's going to be a tell. I think that first quarter, if, if the Jets have success on the ground, we're going to be in for a long game in terms of them uh, maintaining that cover. It's going to be that first two drives, I think, is going to be very telling. You don't like to put too much into that, but for this game specifically, with those two teams, the Jets were horrendous last week. Mm-hmm. And everybody watching could see it doesn't matter who's playing. I think Joe Flacco was, was looking around like, why am I here? I don't know why I took this deal. I, I thought I, I probably should be tired. No. Like, yeah, I got my rings. I got money. He had that look. like he, he, he looked so disinterested in football. Frank looks like he's running for a purpose. If it's to prove to his son that, hey, daddy can do it. Get your ass up here. You can do it too. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Frankie's showing me that he's playing for a purpose. Flacco, man, he looked checked out. Completely checked out. Crowder, that guy's still balling. Fantasy-wise, you start him every week. He's going to yep. get his. He's gonna, any PPR league, he's going to get his. That's right. But the rest of that offense, man, it was so bad. I was hoping to see a little something from P. Ryan. They talked about this kid, the, the fourth-round pick, the running back. He, he's supposed to be Gaze's guy. right? Gaze picked him, hand-picked him. Um, he said, yeah, I'm going to give him more opportunities. We're going to call some plays designed for him. I saw nothing of that sort. Absolutely nothing of that sort. Um, Maybe this is the week that they they showed a lot more. This is supposed to be the opportunity against the Bills' run D. I don't People think People have been so. running on them. I don't um, think so personally. For opportunity I, I, yeah. purposes, I think they're going to shoot for it. Yeah, fair enough. I, I just don't see it with P. Ryan. I mean, I'm with you. I watched that game, and, and it just, it's not there. I mean, if, if something magical happens to his legs that makes him faster, I mean, he's just very tight, very slow. I didn't like it. I, I was okay with that. It was that the fact that, Frankie's also tight and slow, more productive is scary. If you can't hit the same holes that he's hitting, then I'm not sure what we're doing here. So that's where I'm worried about them. That's why I got to take the Bills. Um, I was very disappointed in their defense the last two weeks. I can, you can stumble. You can even have the, you know, the, the bad game against Tennessee. They can catch you off guard. But you bounce back from that one. You don't get pounded on with the run game again. You, you shouldn't have the same type of you know, falters on defense again. That was a little discouraging to see uh, a team run down your throat that hadn't done it to other teams before, and you had just let another team do that the week before. So I'm, I'm really looking at the Bills D in that first two to three drives to say you are throwing this ball, Sam Darnold. You are 
hitting other – you're making a play. You're not running this ball down our throats. We are shutting it, that down. This is third and longs, and you're going to make plays. Or yeah, else – Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm expecting, or else I'm going to be concerned with the Bills moving forward on defense. Yeah, I mean, I, sorry, I jumped in there because, I mean, I don't, I don't see it being – I don't see it being a disappointment. I think the Bills get back on track in a big way. Do I believe that they're going to get back into how we believe they were? No. I, I think that the team has told its tale in regards to how this defense is built. I think Jerry Hughes being double teamed is a big problem. They don't, they don't fear Mario Addison off the other edge. So that's exactly what came to my opinion before. They need another edge rusher big time. The linebacker without Matt Milano, you can see a huge difference, which is very telling to me. Yeah. I didn't put enough respect on Matt Milano's game because without him in the lineup, it's a completely different run defense, completely different defense altogether. And, and the upgrade, at the defensive back position is definitely needed. Trey White, Hyde, and Poyer are not playing up to par at this point. They need to start picking up their game. Next one we have is the Dallas Cowboys facing the Washington football team, the debacle of Andy Dalton last week. It gets another turn. I mean, they have no choice at this point. I mean, the Cowboys look dysfunctional. I mean, we saw it in the news. The players have come back now and said, We've kept it quiet for so long. Now we can't do it anymore. Mike McCarthy and his coaches are just not teaching the system as well as they should. Everything is disorganized. Um, I mean, so it, it said a lot to me because this defense has looked horrible the entire year. They don't look like they even have a game plan week to week. Like it's, hey, guys, here's the plan and <laughs> get to it. I mean, that's how it looks like they're playing. Andy Dalton, to me, I'm going to give him a pass on week on last week, only because it's his first week back from uh, sitting and watching since being benched in Cincinnati. I'm going to give it a pass. I think that Zeke is becoming an issue when it comes to his fumbling. I think that puts them in a hole. That's a big problem that needs to be rectified, but this team is far too talented offensively to not at least compete. I think in this game, uh, they will try their best to throw it around to all their wide receivers. I think Terry McLaurin has a day. I really do. I, I think Kyle Allen has more than enough. I was kind of looking at uh, Terry's stats. He does this jump. It's weird. It's like one week he's four tar or seven targets. Next week it's 12, then six, then 14. So this is the week he's actually supposed to go on the downtrend if you're following that. But, I mean, I think that he actually has a massive day. I think Kyle Allen could definitely support it. I think Antonio Gibson has a good day as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still – I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose this one. I really do. Interesting. Uh, this one is it, – it's a tough one. And it started off – I believe they had uh, the Cowboys' favorite. And uh, the last I looked, I believe it's at a pick now. One, yeah, it's um, a straight pick. Yeah, it's a tough one. This one, I, I, I believe that's where, that's where it belongs. Um, just because that Dallas Cowboys team has so much talent, that's the only reason this is tough. Mm -hmm. if, this is, if, if the Dallas Cowboys are the Philadelphia Eagles roster, we're picking Washington. And, and it's not a pick them. It's the talent. Because what they put on, on field has let everybody know that Dallas is imploding. Uh, the quarterback situation, it, it's a big step down, and he, he didn't have the best performance. The running back was supposed to be a superstar. Then it looked like he was okay. He's not necessarily a superstar this year, but he's, he's serviceable. Now he's fumbling. You're worried, like, what's going on with him? Mm -hmm. You know, and then you got the three receivers. They, they're, they're eating, but it doesn't translate to wins. So you're like, well, what's going on here? But they have so much talent that you just can't – it's hard to look away from it. Yeah. And you just – you feel like – at any week, if that talent clicks on all cylinders, they're going to look good. So for that reason, I think I'm still picking them to win this one. But uh, like you're saying, man, Terry against this defense, Gibson's opportunity now, I think this could be his chance to really have a big game. 
He hasn't had that no, he hasn't. 20 carry game, that 18 to 22 carry game. This could be his opportunity. And there's a big difference when a running back goes from 12 carries to that 16. It's, sometimes it's that 16, 17, 18. You saw Drake last week against mm-hmm. this, this Cowboy team. It was the last carry that got him the 64-yard touchdown that made fantasy life beautiful. Mm-hmm. He hadn't done it all year. So just keep that in mind. And, and, and that was the game I believe he had his most carries of the year. So if, if the game script calls for it, Gibson could be on that same train, that 17th, 18th, 19th carry. He's got the speed. He's got the talent. I think you could see a game from him as well. I, I would play him if you have him. Uh, I'm, I am in a couple leagues. And then, yeah, Terry, Terry's going to eat. They're going to have to double or triple team Terry for him not to eat. That's it. And, it, and yeah, he, he's, he's just too talented. Way too talented. Do you know how I see this for Antonio Gibson? I see this as a swift breakout almost. I got that. Almost. I got that same feeling when I when I dissect the numbers, when I dissect this defense. I, I I sat and I reviewed it literally for like half an hour. I wanted to move on and I couldn't do it. And I keep going <laughs> back and I'm like, okay, this and this and these schemes and those plays. I'm like, man, this is this has got Gibson written all over it. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the possibility is definitely there. Uh, JD McKissick is starting to eat into his PPR receptions, which is a bit of a concern for fantasy, but I really do feel like if, if there was a game you wanted to unleash this man, this is the game to do it. Division game, big rival game division, literally still up for the grabs. I mean, it's still anybody's game. Anybody's division. You need to just win a couple games. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I hear you. I got, I got Cowboys, though, just pulling out. It's going to be a field goal finish, I think, again. One of those photo finishes, I think. Uh, but CD Lamb, I think, is going to have another, another solid game and, and make himself known again. Agreed. Agreed. Next game we have is the Green Bay Packers, minus three and a half, taking travel to Houston to face the Texans. Hearing that Aaron Jones is a massive questionable to almost doubtful for this game that one just popped up late I'm a little concerned with that I mean yes they have Jamal Williams he still looks okay they have that rook AJ Dillon they need to break him out too he's looking like a a, a lesser Derrick Henry at this point I mean he's a big guy he's not as fast but I mean he could do some damage but without Aaron Jones it does scare me a little bit um, Houston, though, their defense is horrific also. I mean, they finally are continuing to use – actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there before I go to that opinion. Will Fuller, this guy, he is becoming unbenchable <laughs> in fantasy football. I was always the naysayer. I said, you know what, if this guy can't stay healthy, I'm out. I can't do it. And this was the year. This was the year I was like, nope, I'm not trusting him. But Will Fuller dropped to me so far in one of my leagues in the draft. I said, ah, you know, what the hell? It's not going to hurt. I mean, if he doesn't pan out, I can drop him. Yeah. I literally am getting 15 to 20 points on either my bench or on, in my starting lineup every single week now. Like, he's just playing lights out. And I think this, this bodes to the, to the whole thing of what I was saying is that when you can utilize the speed, Brandon Cooks is starting to play a lot better. He's seeing more targets. Randall Cobb's getting into the mix now. This is exactly what I was thinking this offense was going to look like. DJ still, I mean, I think the, the script is out on DJ. I think, I think he's kind of one of these running backs that he just got old really fast and he's still young. And, and it's just one of those things that – his, he's going to maybe have a short career. But when it comes to Green Bay coming off that disastrous loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where Aaron Rodgers completely checked out after throwing those two picks, never seen it in his career. I, I can't, I could, do, you, do you remember a time where Aaron actually checked out that hard? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I feel like that's, that's Aaron. Um, really? I've always felt this way. Yeah. And I've been called the Aaron hater for it, so I've kind of retracted a little bit of my statements among my 
my circle of uh, Packer fans and Packer friends, but I, I've said that Aaron Rodgers is the guy that plays with leads, man. He gets leads. He beats people down. He's talented as shit, so he can excel. Um, but when he gets punched back, you know, he can fight a little bit, especially when it's, you know, teams like Detroit that he knows is, is going to fold. But whenever it's really the tough competition, you've watched the playoff games against San Francisco. You've watched, you've watched it several times. Uh, I, don't, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I'm willing to bet anything. His record against uh, winning teams, against teams that have leads on him, are probably pretty bad. Yeah, he, I, he, I remember that struggles. Stat. He struggles when he's called upon to come back. People that, when I say that, they always argue the same thing. They say, well, what about the Hail Mary in Detroit? I say, call, and call some other comebacks that don't involve Detroit. Detroit mm-hmm. lets everybody come back. True. Call some other comebacks, and you're going to have a hard Arizona, time. Doing it. Arizona playoffs, I can get that one. They lost that game, but he did He but did, he did hit bring those, them back. He, he, did, he did make the plays, right. but it goes into the, uh, the loss call. It does. I agree. And, and, and you're not wrong because I remember I saw that stat come up about his record being that poor against even teams with winning records in that position. So, I mean, it was just one of those things that I, I really was sitting there watching. Yes, he threw the pick six. I thought he would rebound. He throws the, other, the second pick. And it was like I, I watch enough Packers games to know what Aaron Rodgers does well and doesn't do. This was literally the first time I saw him look like he didn't care anymore. Like it was over. I messed up. Let's just move on to next week. But there was a whole half to play, the and that was thrust, a little peculiar. The hip thrust ended. All ended. Those- yeah, he's, he's, doing the, he's doing gyrations after scoring a touchdown, and you got it fed to you, my man. Next game we have a good one, Pittsburgh Steelers. This could be the game of the week. Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Tennessee Titans. Pittsburgh is 5-0. Titans are 5-0. We are going to have one team lose this game. I am so looking forward to this game, I think, more than any game this week, simply because both teams are playing so well, playing so high octane. I'm going to give a little bit of an edge to the Pittsburgh defense over the Titans defense, but they're both it's, – it's so close – that you, you really struggle to pick a winner. What was the spread kicking at? It's minus one right now yeah, for the so Titans. I mean, where are you going with this? How do you see this game? Uh, I see this going Steelers. Um, and, and this one's not easy. Like, I say that with uh, you know, not, a, not a clear, concise decision on that. The, the Titans are a strong team. Um, they've shown that. They beat teams down. They've come back. They, they've played high-scoring games. They've played low-scoring games. They can play the pound game, and, and they have the best one in the league. Or they can play the air game. Now they got A.J. Brown back. He's showing that he's a true number one. There's Love no it. questions asked there. Uh, the only thing that scared me a little bit is Jonu being out. For a heavyweight matchup like this, it'd be really nice to have Jonu, especially without Devin Bush uh, on the other side of the field there, missing for the Steelers. So I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. But uh, I still got to go Steelers. I just feel like the experience, uh, Ben, just a little bit over Tannehill. And then with that receiving core, they're getting back Deontay Johnson now. It sounds like he's finally 100% healthy. I think they won't necessarily throw on punt returns or anything that could cause yeah. him any issues. Yep. So you might finally get to see Deontay used, um, probably not overuse, which will play into his hand, I believe, finally, because they got Claypool, they got Juju, they got Ebron. So you throw Deontay in there, who we all came into the season saying he was a number one threat out of that offense mm-hmm. and the offense is taken off without him. So you bring that back. They might have some wrinkles. We don't even know what are going to look like yet. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of leaning their way. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Like you said, the game of the week, uh, we got two undefeated teams. So 
I'm, I'm leaning Pittsburgh here, but I think it's going to be uh, one of those 33 to 27, you know, 28 type games, high scoring game. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think I took the, I think I took the Titans in this one only because of that Devin Bush injury. That was mm, huge. It's a me. big one, man. That's because a big... remember what happened to this defense when Shazier went down, it completely changed everything. Yes. You got Mika Fitzpatrick who kind of acts as that leader, as the catalyst, as the quarterback on that defense. But, I mean, this loss is big. Bush was the literal replacement for Ryan Shazier, and now he is gone for the year. Again, you're going to have to see more pressure, more pressure. And what does that make uh, Pittsburgh susceptible to? Big games in the ground game, giving them up. We saw with Miles Sanders. He went off huge. You know, this this is typically what I've seen Pittsburgh do. They do give up the big plays. So when you have players... I, I don't know if Corey Davis is coming back for this game. He is. That, is he back for this yeah, game? He's in. He's in. So, so then that changes that. that changes a lot for me as well because now you have uh, Hayden. He's going to probably take – you don't even know now. The matchup is different. you got to put Hayden on A.J. Brown. you got to. Got I think so too. you got to. And, and if that doesn't come to fruition, I mean, Steven Nelson has been proven that he's been getting cooked, man, this season. Uh, he so, got full-gumed. I'll tell you that. Right. You know, he, he got Fulgham. That's in the hashtag Fulgham. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. New t-shirts, baby. We got Fulgham. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, this is, this is why I kind of side with the Titans a little bit. I think defensively they're very similar. They play a lot of the same schemes. But I think in the offensive game, I'm going to go with power. I think, I think Henry's going to just literally beat him up. And Tannehill's been playing – quietly in MVP levels. I mean, he's putting up numbers. He's carrying this team when they need to be. He's not making mistakes. He's not forcing the ball. You know who else is playing great? James Conner, quietly. James Conner, yes, he is. People are seeing Claypool, 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 but Conner's playing great too. No question about it, man. We just needed to see him stay fully healthy as well. Yeah. If health was his only problem, none of us really questioned his skill. It was always – yeah, no, he doesn't need 25 touches, no. With this offense, though? That's right. With the, with the weapons they have now, too? He doesn't he see could. stack boxes at all. I mean, this is I the thing. <laughs> I like it. I think the game's going to be phenomenal. I'm going Titans. You're going Steelers. We'll see what Game happens. of the week. So this game got pushed back because of COVID concerns. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Las Vegas Raiders supposed to play on Sunday night football, but I, their whole entire offensive line got sent home. They said, get out. You guys got some contact tracing. Uh, you need to get out of the stadium ASAP. So at this point, Derek Carr is going to be getting snaps from nobody, and, and they can't play a game like that. So they pushed it back. As of today, I heard no new positive cases for the Raiders, which is boding very well for everybody to return. Game is still a go for Sunday. Buccaneers are three-and-a-half favorites on the Raiders. Raiders coming off the bye week. I don't remember where I went with this. I think I was still taking Tampa Bay only because I really do like how they're using Ronald Jones. I was, I was a naysayer. I wasn't the biggest supporter of Ronald Jones, but he three straight hundred yard games. You get my attention. And that kind of opens up everything. And hold on. This is kind of how I see this offense. Now it almost shifted where Tom Brady's like, this is my team. Bruce Arians stay there. Look good with your Kangol hat. And I'll tell you how we're running this offense. That's kind of how I saw this go the last couple of weeks because these, these game plans have been very Brady-Belichick-like. You know, you're scheming up, just like I said, the couple. Look, Gronk. Gronk finally goes off. Gronk was the main guy. You run the ball very well. Short pass, short pass, Gronk. Run, run, short pass, short pass, Gronk. This is, this is Patriots football. 
So I'm giving that to Tom Brady. And I think, you know what, even coming off the bye, I think uh, Tampa Bay's defense is going to be too strong for the Raiders. And I'm actually cautiously recommending sitting Josh Jacobs this week. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, lots to unpack there. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, they are the, they are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's, it's interesting that you do say what you said there. Um, I've noticed that since Tampa has taken over uh, and gotten actually his imprint more on the team, they have looked a lot more like New England and they have produced better. So maybe Bruce is saying, you know what, the production is there if he can prove it. And, and then it looks like tonight, like we said, we, we kicked the show off with this. It looks like Tom signed, uh, signed AB. So Tampa signed AB. And, and it makes sense now. Uh, if Tom's got his imprints, he's like, hey, I know how to play with this guy. You get him over here. We'll have Evans in the red zone. When Godwin's healthy, he'll be my slot guy. Scotty Miller, he can, he can chill on the bench till he's ready to play. That's get cool. my boy Gronk in here, and we can run this thing. Maybe, they, maybe Tom knows best. We'll see. But for this week, I definitely got to go Tampa. With all the COVID issues, um, and that defense, that's what's really selling. Tom knows he has a New England defense. Yes, that's does. what he's got over there. And that defense made Aaron Rodgers give up, right? It wasn't Tom. It wasn't anything else. That defense, right? When they hit him, when they take the ball from him, and then they hit him again, they take the ball from him, that's a scary thing. And that D, it, it looks like they're just hit, getting more confident. And the, the better the O gets, the more confident the defense will get. They can take more chances. They can have more success that way. Uh, they're trending in the right direction. I might have I jumped the gun on this team early on. I think I was right about the offense, but if they just find something, I was definitely underestimating how good the defense can be and how good Ronald Jones is. You Completely underestimated Ronald Jones. I went off of what I had saw last year, you know, what I had previously seen. You weren't seen. off, though. You weren't off, though, because Ronald, Ronald Jones was that uh... – type of player this is the tom brady effect okay and i didn't buy the tom brady effect i thought mm. that i thought that tom brady yes okay he can make any team better but you're not wrong what we saw with ronald jones early on was ronald jones but now with tom brady now he he gained a little bit of weight so now he's able to run in between that's the what i'm saying now he looks stronger he, he looks, looks strong yeah. he looks he's i didn't know he was lean. that strong that's what yeah. I, that's that's where i'm i'm surprised i never knew he was he, i didn't pay attention to how he bulked up and he looks good the last three games in consecutive games like your eye test is telling you like ronald yes. jones looks like a legit rb1 and his feet and work you, his footwork his feet is just beautiful way better night and day than what it was in his first couple of years because now he's actually understanding the stutter step to be the patient runner to find those holes and then hit it and explode his problem was that his speed was his advantage before he was a fa he's mm. a fast guy he's a fast guy right so yeah, yeah. his his problem was that he was hitting the holes too he's, fast he's young though right he's maybe young, it's yeah. maybe it's just a, a combination of tom and he's just Getting there now because I think he came in the league on the younger side. I believe he came in like twenty one or something like that. Something so, like that, yeah. He's still yeah, a young he, guy. He was still a pretty young guy, but yeah, you got to go ta Tampa Bay here. I, I'd I, I'm cautious. I'd say you. I wouldn't sit Josh Jacobs, but I'd say your uh, your ceiling there is going to be a little bit uh, cautious. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I do like Derek Carr though. Don't sleep on Derek Carr. He really? can't win this game necessarily, but Derek Carr will make this a competitive game. Quote me right now on this show. I go make this game competitive. That's where I got to disagree. hundred. You don't like Derek. Carr. I don't like Derek Carr this week at oh, all. Only I don't like him this week in fantasy. Like, don't get me there. Even I in like, the game. I like I the don't fact like that it. he's going to be a competitive quarterback and the game plan and John Gruden, they're going to make this game tougher than people think. 
I just I don't like it. The way that Murphy Bunting, this Dean kid is coming up. He picked off Dean. Aaron, and then you got and then you got Carlton Davis. I mean, they're get they got stud corners, and nobody's even talking about Antoine Winfield Jr. This nope. guy is. Like he does, he does what this for this defense. What guys like Tyron Matthew do, he does what this defense like uh, our guy Buddha Baker does. Like Buddha. he, he yeah. is legitimately like his dad, uh, Antoine Winfield. Winfield he, Senior, yeah, he is seriously. He's a tackling machine. He dissects plays. He's not afraid to get sticky, and he's a small guy. Um, I don't know. I for me and my money, I'm not saying you're you must sit Josh Jacobs because I mean play your studs. You draft them where you draft them to play them. Exactly. But I'm saying it's a caution. It's a caution. I want to look at one thing before we move on here because this is an yeah. interesting one to me. Um, so the Pittsburgh game is a morning game, and this one is the afternoon, right? It got pushed to the two o'clock game. Correct. So this one we got to talk during this game because I think this one's going to be an interesting one for us to uh, update each other on. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, watch Josh Jacobs. Watch. I'm uh, sorry. Watch. Uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, he's going to – I have a feeling he's, his maturity is intellectual. He's going to play a very smart game. If, I, if you're right, man, I'll, I'll eat it. I'll eat it. I just don't see it at this point. Next game on my board, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking travel to New England. This is the Jimmy G revenge game. I'm all over this one. Jimmy. First, first time Jimmy G goes back to his stomping grounds, a team that drafted him. No Tom Brady, Cam Newton in the house. So it's a little bit lesser of a revenge game, but I still think he wants to take it to him. I think he wants to show Bill Belichick. And I mean, maybe not so much Bill. Maybe it's the ownership because we know Bill wanted to actually get rid of Tom and keep uh, Jimmy uh, back in the day. Yes, he, he did. did. So I think now what's interesting about this 49ers club, what I saw last week, was you saw a beatdown from Miami, then you saw them regroup against the Rams. And they looked good. They looked really they good. Um, yes, they lost Raheem, Most, uh, Raheem Mostert. He went on the IR finally today for fantasy players who are begging for him to go on the IR. He is there now. But what I'm seeing is I'm seeing Debo Samuel. I'm seeing the somewhat emergence. I want to see more from Brandon Ayuk. But this run game doesn't stop. Even with Jarek McKinnon, it does not stop. The defense with Jason Verrett. This is what we needed. Jason Verrett to finally be healthy. This poor man has been dealing with injuries his entire career. I believe it's been six years, and he has only played one season. I think it was 13 games. Everything else has been four or under. So now we see him healthy. He is balling. He is looking good. Out, right? And this good. rookie Kinlaw, he has changed the fabric of this run defense. Could you imagine if Bosa was on the field with this defense, what they would see? So I'm really liking this team. I don't like what I'm seeing from New England whatsoever. Um, Yes, okay, they came off the COVID, fine, we'll give them a pass. But I just didn't like what I saw. Julian Edelman is not being involved in the game. The run game looks stagnant. The defense looked uninterested last week. I'm actually going for the 49ers to walk into New England. Jimmy G has a day. Debo Samuel, watch out for this man as well. Okay, yeah, here we go. We think we're on different trains with this one. We are, yeah. Ah, I do like Debo, though. I'm with you on the Debo pick. I see his uptake going every week um i don't see any other receivers really taken away from him on his own team and like you said there's only one ball but uh there's not a lot of mouths to feed with most certain now on ir too so i do like your debo pick there kittle always he's always going to be a problem but when you're going against bilicek you know one thing he's going to do and he's not going to let your your obvious star go off sure so i don't think kittle's going to have no he'll have an impact because he is beyond good he, he's he's one of the greats but he ain't going to have a game-changing Kittle effect. Not, not against this type of uh, Bill Belichick defense. And for that reason, I just got to go with the New England Patriots, man. There's, 
there's three things that that this i ain't your dad's patriots buddy not at all and not at all this is cam's patriots and and for and this is covid patriots right yes, this is and that covid patriots looked terrible last week right they, they haven't had practice like people are saying they've had longer breaks so they should have been fresher and, and more prepared but they've also been out of the facility right and they haven't been getting their routines in they haven't been sure what they're playing this day or that day it's been a lot of unknowns for them so you know not to make excuses they they laid an egg they definitely i think they definitely laid a big egg it was it was an embarrassing game a lot a lot of us saw that coming we at least saw them winning the game maybe not covering it was a big line but to, to lose outright whew. and i'm sure bill went back in that locker room and was was letting people have it we've seen a very calm meek bill not like past years right i think it's he been, knows i think he knows i think he's just trying to manage expectations so that might be to what you're saying, but I also think he's trying to keep the noise very much outside. Like Tom's gone. That was enough for that type of noise. He doesn't need them to revisit and bring those types of things back. So I think he's trying to really keep the noise down, but in, in that locker room, they're, they're not happy, man. That's a loss that they have to be very upset with. And a new England team under Bill Belichick with still a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I can't pick them losing at home twice. Uh, I do like your Jimmy G revenge, but Jimmy's ankle is not strong. And he showed it twice now. Last game it was better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can't go on it. I'm sorry. I'm going with New England here. They're going to shoot up that ankle, and he's going to ball out, man. So funny thing before we move on is the Patriots are currently 2-3. and three. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 4-2. and two. So Brady is winning this game Brady's so far. Winning. And we, winning. we know that this was the game. This was who could win without who. Yeah, and right was. now Brady's sticking it to his coach, man. Next game I have is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on those Denver Broncos that beat those Patriots. The spread is currently nine points for the Chiefs. I'm taking that spread. I think what the, what the Broncos did last week was a good, solid showing, but, I mean, it was against a team that just looked inferior. I mean, talent aside, they just weren't prepared. I like Tim Patrick a lot. I think he's taken the Sutton role to perfection, the X-wide receiver role to perfection. He looks great. The chemistry with Drew Locke looks very good. Jerry Judy, I really want to see something more from him. I'm, I'm not downing his game. I just think, you know, with, with how good his route tree is, with how good his release is, I just haven't seen enough of it yet. Maybe it's just because the target share isn't there yet. Maybe the scheme isn't there yet. I don't know what it is. I haven't seen enough of De uh, Denver yet. I'm going to definitely keep my eye on this one. I'm going to watch it intently to see what it is that I'm missing because uh, I just don't like it at this point. He was – he look at CeeDee Lamb is, is head and shoulders above what, what Judy's doing at this point. And, and you can't tell me it's all based on scheme and system because – I mean, if Tim Patrick can eat, I mean, I know it's 2020 and Tim Patrick's eating footballs. Um, <laughs> you know, this is weird, right? You know, I, I hear you. Tim Patrick, he's surprising. He's surprising. And he, he's filled in admirably for, for Sutton. Like, uh, I think they got to be just more than happy with what he's been doing. And then, like you're saying, Judy, we expected more, especially with Sutton going down. It was supposed to be Judy stepping up and Tim Patrick stepping over and, and excelling. is is kind of quieted the Judy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen a lot of the games either. I've watched some of the film, but you, you check the box score, you see some of the cutups, and I don't know what it is. Is it just a lack of chemistry with the, with the quarterback? Is it as simple as that? They just can't find each other's. They they just don't have that that thing together. I'm not sure because on on tape and everything you've seen him do in college, Judy screams excellent receiver. Just screams an excellent polished receiver, right? But it could be just one of those things where. Uh, if you don't have it with the quarterback, you don't have it with him. And, and, or if he has it with someone else, 
that's when when you that's find it, that's where it's going. That's yeah. where it's going, right? There's not much you could do about it. Um, but yeah, with this game, I found myself really going back and forth just because I didn't know what Denver did to New England. It was all New England, all Denver, bit of both. Bit of both. Uh, Drew, it was Drew Locke was back, right? I, I think they, they like having their quarterback back. I'm not sure how uh, the status is of Melvin Gordon. Do you know if he's playing this game? I haven't seen. There was, it's very quiet. I mean, I heard if yeah. he was coming back, then he might even catch a suspension. But, I mean, I haven't seen anything that suggests that he okay. isn't playing. Okay, yeah, it's been, it's been hush-hush. Well, L- Lindsey looked good, so they yeah, don't necessarily good. have to have him. But he is, he is definitely an, an uptick to have on the field and add in the red zone and things of that nature. Um, I definitely have Kansas City win this game. The way they ran the ball, the way Mahomes can pick and choose when he wants to run versus throw. I think Lev is in too. Lev is getting his first. I don't know. Maybe seven snaps. What do you? Yeah, think? maybe we'll see. Something maybe, like that. Maybe ten. He, he touches 10? the he touches the ball total ten times, and I'm and I'm picking the under. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's there, uh, and then you got Demarcus Robinson. He fills in admirably every time Watkins goes down. Everybody's waiting for Miko Hardman. I was standing there asking you, so is it Miko time? And you were like, Yeah, no. <laughs> they nope. they just start to spread the ball, and then you saw Robinson, right? So I think he'll still. Keep excelling in his role, and they'll they'll find a way to put up points against Denver, who I think still is a decent defense. Like, don't sleep on the D, even though they lost Vaughn. It's still a strong D. It's going to show up and give them some fits early. I don't think uh, Kansas City is going to run away with this game in any way early. I think it's going to a game that's going to be something at halftime that they can make into that that lead in the second half. Uh, I believe I chose the under though, just because I'm sticking with Drew Locke. If he gets somehow can get Noah Fant on this field, I think he makes a massive difference. Big time. Um, he, he's, he's a matchup problem. He's a tight end that's sending. You might be talking about Noah Fant in two years, just in that Kelsey, Kittle, Noah Fant type thing. He is one of those guys that has that ability to, to be a mismatch. So okay. if he's healthy and they get him on the field, they could do enough to keep this game close. But either way, I, I would can't see them win the game for sure. So last week, they ran the ball so much that Andy Reid is going to be dying to pass. I think Patrick Mahomes has a day. <laughs> I really do. I think that they get back on track. I think they're going to try to get Lev the ball. I think it's going to be forced. You're going to see it a lot. I don't, maybe Lev makes a play or two here, but he could have a drop or something, misread, misassignment. I could see that happen. But I think, I think that Patrick Mahomes is like, no, nah, I, I saw CH run too much, man. My arm feels good. I need to throw this ball. Tyree Kill and company, I think, eat very well, feast. Uh, like it's Thanksgiving. Next game we have is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking travel to the rested LA Chargers. Chargers got the bye early because of the COVID schedule shuffling. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this one only because, so I've been on the Joshua Kelly train, not as high as say like Swift and company, but I like what Kelly brings to the field. I just haven't seen it enough in these last three games and I'm starting to fall off the train. This is the game that Mr. Swift blew up. And I think this could be the same type of thing as well. So many rookie running backs this year. And I mean, we want to see the progression right now. I'm seeing the dissension from uh, Kelly being that number one guy. If, if he does it again, I mean, Justin Jackson could leap over him and take this job and not even look back, but I want to see Kelly do very well. Keenan Allen comes back. I'm huge on Justin Herbert. I think he actually destroys this Jacksonville team. Um, as for Jacksonville, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really overly encouraged outside of anything. I'm saying bench ba- uh, Gardner Minshew. He might save you in garbage time points. Robinson, okay, he's kind of cooled off these last few weeks. Teams are starting to understand how to stop him. You still have DJ Chark and company. But this defense uh, just won't have enough. I think we see Justin Herbert have another monster day. 
Yeah, um, I'm high on Herbert, man. I, I'm with you. Herbert is – he's something else. He, he's the truth. I think he's arrived. I think you can believe in him. Um, this kid can play. And with the weapons that he has, he stepped into a beautiful situation. I'm not sure the status of Keenan. I heard they say he was limited today. He's playing. He's playing. Um, okay. Keenan does have a history of injury. So when he plays injured, it does give me a little bit of caution with him. He, he tends to get banged up during those games and get re-injured. Um, but even with that, that hesitation, Mike Williams went off. And I think him and, and Herbert, they showed you something that they have together. Uh, I don't believe it was a fluke. Herbert's going to look for him again with or without Keenan. I think they're, they're both good plays. Uh, and then Hunter Henry and, and that's, uh, and, uh, and Herbert got something as well. So you got an offense that's clicking. Beautiful. I like both, all three receiving options. I like the running back that we're talking about. And Kelly, he has, he has trended downward quite a bit. I did look back, and he played better when Eckler was the, the lead back. Yep. And then he got the, the, second, the change-up role, the, the change-of-pace role, the second role. So I wonder if it's just more in, in his style and, and what he's used to or the, the way he runs. He um, is a volume back, though, and, and UCLA, he took a lot of carries. So, I mean, he's used to the workload. That's why I was so excited about strange. this situation, right? Yeah, because he basically took Melvin Gordon's role. I thought this was just going to be beautiful. And then when Eckler goes down, I mean, yeah, maybe it does play into effect like you're saying, but I think I thought he was going to do a lot more with the volume he's getting. I thought he would, too. He, he looked like he struggled with it. And then Justin actually excelled, right? When he got mm. some more volume, he excelled. Right now, I'm leaning Justin as long as he's healthy. They said he had a bit of a knee thing. I don't know if there's really concern to it. I think they're arresting him. I haven't heard anything about him being missing no, the game or anything. He's playing as well. I yeah, I heard he's playing is the last one I heard. So I think at, at your current state going into this game, Justin's the guy. Um, I think if he doesn't perform in this game for some reason or Joshua kicks it back to week one, week two type production, he could regain that backfield. But the last few weeks, Justin's shown that he, you know, he obviously knows the system a little better, too. He's been there a few more years. Mm-hmm. I think he's shown that uh, I'm the guy. If, if Eckler's not here, you got to go with me here. So I think he's going to have the chance to kick this game off. I, I see the Chargers winning this game, both sides of the ball, having a, having a phenomenal game. Like you're saying, for Jacksonville, this is where we thought they would be at the beginning of the year. They, they turned some heads early. Now they're kind of reverting back to what we thought. Um, some garbage time points, like you were saying, for fantasy. If you want to play some players, I got Keelan Cole's a guy you could look at. Sure. Um, if you need, if you need a plug and play, he's been getting a lot of points late fantasy uh, for PPR purposes. Him and Gardner have have a connection, especially when Chark's taken away. Uh, he tends to look to Cole, so that's someone you might think about. But overall, for this game, I don't see how they can hang. I'm a little bit off the Robinson train. I think he's starting to trend down. Teams mm-hmm. are going to focus on taking him away mm-hmm. and notice that they don't really have a lot to go to after that um, first and second down. So it was an easy film script. I mean, teams defenses easily saw it after two weeks. It's like you stop the run and then you you take away Gardner in the pass game a little bit. But I mean, they're like you said, they're going to get garbage time points. Like I'm saying as well. And I mean, I'm just not willing to wait for it. So I'm just saying I'll, I'll, I'll probably still play Robinson, but I mean, I'm benching Gardner. I'm benching him. Gotcha. We got a good one. Sunday night football now flexed because of the Tampa Bay and the Raiders COVID situation. Seattle taking on Arizona in the desert, man. I am so excited. This game got pushed to Sunday night. I'm in love with Kyler Murray. Uh, same goes for Russell Wilson. I These guys are just so damn dynamic. It's unbelievable. The funny thing was is that Kyler actually, I don't know if you caught that stat, he went 9 for 24 on uh, last yeah. week. Yeah. Nine for 24, and you still won by 38. Yeah, 
Wow. Or you put up 38 points. Like, this is ridiculous productivity. You can't guard this man whatsoever. DeAndre Hopkins was basically taken out of the game, and he was still able to do everything. Christian Kirk's day, he arrived. He had his breakout performance. Um, not Nothing huge in the, in the reception category, but he did score two touchdowns, one on a monster play. When it comes to Seattle, I mean, they're beatable. Jamal Adams is still out for this game. This hurts. This so, hurts uh, that groin, yeah. So yeah, I no, mean, that secondary is uh, is definitely beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I, no confidence in them. I think that he can easily. I think I think Hopkins is gonna have a beautiful day. Oh, Hopkins should have a bounce back game. Last game he was taken out, but it was by his quarterback. Like you said, nine for twenty four. I saw him throw a one in the dirt there near the end of the third quarter, and Hopkins just snapped his helmet off and walked off the field. Yeah. Just like, you, come on, man, get me the ball, right? Yeah, but he, he'll find a way this time. Kyler, Kyler will figure it out. Um, accuracies and stuff is not not that bad. It's not no, necessarily not his bad. strongest point, but it's not that bad. He'll he'll clean that up. Uh, yeah, this game is gonna be fantastic, man. You got Kyler wanting to show that he's uh, MVP caliber. You know the ascending, the next potential Russell Wilson. I bet you Russell Wilson's one of his idols. They mm-hmm. both played what? They both were drafted into uh, the MLB. They're yep. both playing quarterback in the NFC West. They both yep. have a lot, a lot in common. They're both probably. Listed at 5'11", probably 5'8". Similar stature, yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they got a lot going on there. But Kyler's got a little bit of – he's got Russell times two, though. That Them jukes in that – He's quick as a rabbit. The way he can move, it's unbelievable. He's rabbit a little rocket with the ball in his hand. Unreal. But, yeah, I can see this game just being an absolute fantastic game to watch. It could be – could start slow just because the hype is there and we, the jitters and stuff. But eventually these two quarterbacks are going to take off. They're both going to make plays. You're going to have Hopkins on one side. You're going to have DK Metcalf on the other side. Arguably the two best receivers in football. Mm. Those two are going to go at, go so off. So good. Plays. This game has just got oozing with, with, with plays and, and excitement all over the place. Uh, I'm I just salivating. Got, you're, you can't wait for it. I can't wait. It's like it. I got a dish of KFC in front of me, man. It's, it's going to be a beauty. And oh, you know what? Someone, someone that's not being talked about that, that will probably have a big game, Chris Carson. Yep. Um, I'm going against him, so I'm not looking forward to it. So you know this is all truth talk. I just can see Chris Carson being a guy that comes out, has himself another solid production, another big game. And uh, Seattle's just hitting on all cylinders, man. This is going to be one of those games where I think they get the lead. Arizona's going to have the fight to come back. They got the tools. They got the ability to come back. Seattle's got the defense that will let you back. Once you start just dropping back and throwing their corners, I don't know, that, that no, secondary – Especially if you're going to have to lean on Hopkins' side and then deal with the speed of Kirk and deal with the savvy of Fitzgerald and then deal with the muscle and the hamster coming flying off the backfield. Eh? Mm-hmm. And if Drake found a little something, I'm still down I on I think Drake. he's back. I think, I think that's what he needed. You're back? You're I'm back, back on Drake? I'm back. I think that's what he needed. I mean, I wasn't overly high on him coming into the season, but the schedule was very difficult. Now, when you look at his remaining, the ROS, it's, it's good, man. He has – I think he's going to pick up – Even his, this game? Bobby even Wagner game. And, and, and company in there? I think I, – maybe they even sprinkle in some more PPR to him. I think that the, everyone can pump the brakes and chill the Jets on uh, Chase Edmonds taking his job because I think, I think he's, he's back. I think he's going to play very well. He looked good. I liked how he ran. I liked how he was decisive. They just needed him to be decisive and hit one cuts. I don't like a lot of the outside runs too many for him unless, mm-hmm. unless you, you set it up. You know, you can't just start it off that way with him. He's not his strong point. He's a bigger, stronger back. And when he hits the hole, he can hit it downhill. Um, yeah. Overall, though, I do think it's, the game script's going to be hard for him to get that. Like I said, I think Seattle's going to get that lead, and then Arizona's going to climb back. And uh, I got Seattle coming on the end with this one, though. I do too. I mean, the Seahawks is a very tough bet against, but I mean, the only 
the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is them coming off the buy. I mean, they were playing so well. Typically, you want to buy to iron out stuff, but it also affects you in the opposite. When you're playing that well, you just want to keep playing. I don't yeah. think you want to stop, right? And and that kind of concerns me. But I mean, they're they're seasoned. They they know everything. I mean, Pete Carroll, he is beyond seasoned and Russell Wilson this is he's playing his best football of his career in my opinion and and I think they're gonna they're gonna play very well I think this is a great test to see where Carol or uh, excuse me Arizona, Arizona is. is and and we'll see how far off they really are I mean the defense yeah. Buda Baker was a baller last week he was all over Buda. the field what did yeah. I see it was like seven tackles yeah man seven tackles one pick one f- forced fumble one fumble recovery like he was all over the field kid, kid can play kid can play he can play Good game it's going to be. Monday Night Football to conclude week seven. We have the Chicago Bears traveling to L.A. to face the Rams. Rams six points. I, I don't like this spread one bit. I think this is Vegas baiting us, man, to take their uh, – to get It feels like tip. it. It yeah. feels like it. <laughs> They're trying to take our money, and people just beware because you know what? My concern is in this game is that it's just something missing from those Rams. This isn't the Rams of high octane that we saw. There's just still I'm, – I'm waiting for it. I mean, Cooper Cup, what did he do? He had nine targets. He was three for 11 last week. That stuff hurts, man, especially when you have him in fantasy football. He was killing me. Uh, Robert Woods isn't going off like we thought. I mean, the usage of Higby isn't there. I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting Daryl Henderson this week. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a bad play. I'm sitting Jared Goff this week. I mean, you got to still think you're playing Cup and Woods, but, I mean, that's still a tough one. If, if I had to pick between the two of them, I'll play Woods over Cup because, I mean, right now he is just – he's killing me. Um, from the Bears' side, I still want to see if they're pretending. I, this is what I'm saying. It's like you, you feel like they're a pretender. You don't feel like they're real. The defense is real, but you, you just – you feel overall this team just isn't what they should be at 5-1, and one, but yet they're 5-1. and one. <laughs> exactly yeah they're a tough one man uh people are trying to say nick Foles is save the day but statistically it doesn't look that good and if you watch the game it really doesn't look that good he may not be hurting them as much though like some of the that, big that mistakes that trubisky had made in the past he's not making and you can at least lean on the fact that he won't make them going forward right that's not a part of his game nick's not uh he's not going to do that to your team but that's a, a five and one team that I have a hard time getting behind, like a really hard time getting behind. And now they're going to be going against really good defense. Um, Nick forces the ball a ton to two players right now on offense. If it's not an obvious run to Montgomery, it's Jimmy a Graham. throw to either Jimmy Graham or Allen Robinson. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey's going to take Allen Robinson out of this game. Um, in my opinion, I know Allen's got uh, a lot of talent. He's, he's been proving it. He's probably one of those guys that's a little bit uh, underrated, actually, in terms of who's talked about as he's a top all-star. receiver. He's yeah, he's, he's definitely a, a strong R, uh, wide receiver one. Um, definitely a Pro Bowl caliber type receiver. Given the right situation, he'd probably blow up even more. It's tough over there in Chicago in that offense, yeah. right? Yep. But for this game and this purpose, it's a tough one. Like you said, it feels like a trap just because that Rams offense hasn't proven themselves either. Uh, I feel like this is a field goal game. That's what I feel like. I don't think either team is going to – and it is the team that maybe can get the touchdown that will win it. And for that, that reason, I see why you'd probably pick Chicago. I could see maybe that Jimmy Graham one touchdown this game. Like, this, this, this game feels like 
1610. Yes, it does. I just don't know which one it is. You know what I mean? It's, I'm, it, I'm still, I'm still kind of clicking with the Rams. I think the Rams win this game yeah. only because the experience in Sean McVay is there. I think that he's been in these situations before that he can edge it out, but I would not be surprised if Chicago wins this game. The stats are very uh, confusing as well because when you talk about high octane, the Rams don't look it on the field on tape. Not at all. Their total, total yards are 10th. Their passing yards are 15th. Their rushing yards are 10th. Points, okay, 19th. And maybe that's where it comes into play. So maybe yeah. they're, they're putting up a lot of yards, maybe. right? Yeah. And they're just not putting enough points on the board for me to take notice. Maybe that's where I'm kind of seeing it. But it's because the dedication to the run has increased that much more without Todd Gurley. They, they're leaning on Henderson. They're giving him more carries. So, I don't know. It's an interesting one, to say the least. Get ready for the, uh, the Aaron Donald breakout game. Agreed. I think he's going to finally have one of those two sacks, forced fumble. He's going to have a big game. I agree. I agree. That is week seven, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, man. It was a blast, man. Was, this one went a little longer than the a last one. A little long, one. man. You know, it's I think okay. we went a little longer this time, but it was good. It was That's good. Okay. They'll, me, they'll have something to sleep to, man. They can listen to us on, on repeat. <laughs> there you so go, on man. that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore ADF1. You can find the show on Twitter at ADF Underground. To all the listeners, thank you for all the support. We appreciate you. And on behalf of EJ, until next time, stay humble, stay peaceful, and take care of each other. I'm out one. One love. <laughs>